0: It is Thursday, the 18th of March, 2021. A lot of white guys with guns going off in the States the last couple of days. You're listening to the Handsome Genius Club Radio Show. Hey kids, welcome to the show. My name is Kingdom, Anthony Kingdom James... And, yeah, a lot of gunplay. Uh, let's see. Well, you, by now you probably already know about the shootings in Atlanta on Tuesday. Uh, at least eight people were killed after shootings at three different spas in the Atlanta area Tuesday. Uh, coming to us from CNN, Police say video evidence led them to believe one suspect, Robert Aaron Long. They always have three names was responsible for all three shootings. He was arrested Tuesday night about 150 miles south of Atlanta. Uh, The first shooting happened shortly before 5 p.m. Tuesday at Young's Asian Massage near Woodstock, Georgia, about 30 miles northwest of downtown Atlanta. That shooting left four dead two pronounced dead at the scene. Two others died at hospital. One person was also wounded. Uh, about an hour later, three people were found dead at the Gold Massage Spa on Piedmont Road in Atlanta. One person was also found dead at the Aromatherapy Spa directly across the street. So of these eight people, uh, six of them six of them were Asian women. Six of them were Asian women working at these various par- massage parlors. Ugh. This guy drove, I mean, if if they found him 150 miles south of Atlanta, he he drove 30 miles northwest of Atlanta, committed the first crime, the first set of murders, then attacked two more Asian massage parlors in Atlanta. An hour later, I mean... The two Atlanta spas were on a stretch of Piedmont Road just off Interstate 85 dotted with strip clubs and spas. About a dozen other spas are located within a mile of gold massage and aromatherapy. So this guy was targeting Asian massage uh, girls, therapists. Well, they're not, I doubt they're therapists, but practitioners, spa employees. I'm not going to... I'm not going to denigrate whatever work they may or may not have been doing at these places uh, for a cheap laugh because six women are dead and possibly solely because they were Asian women uh, working in... I don't want to say sex work because I don't know that area and I don't know the nature of these places. But I think we can ex- assume for lack of a better term that these were rubbin tugs, okay? And uh and I think we can also assume that uh Robert Aaron Long is uh is an incel who decided for whatever reason, maybe uh maybe one of maybe a girl at one of the parlors uh turned him down for something uh extracurricular maybe he has uh maybe he has a history of using these places and he got frustrated that you know they these are all um that all it is is business you know i i don't know i don't know what i do know is that uh, is that the police chief in Atlanta, or the uh, the, the, the the captain who um, uh, addressed the media about the arrest? Almost apologized for this guy. Almost fucking apologized for this guy. Um, the Cherokee County Sheriff's Office identified Long, twenty-one of Woodstock, as a suspect before identifying him. Cherokee County investigators found surveillance video of a suspect near the first scene and published it to social media. Uh, Long's family saw the image and helped authorities identify him, Cherokee County Sheriff Frank Reynolds said Wednesday. Now, let's. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to just take a second here to make sure that uh, this is the guy we're talking about here. Of the, the the sheriff. Um. No. Okay. Uh. The. The incident was uh, addressed by. Uh, by uh, a, a a captain Parker. Let's make sure we've got this right. Um. I should have it in here, and I don't. Oh. Oh. Okay. I'm looking through my own Twitter, to uh, backtracking through my Twitter to to, to find this. Um, here we go. Captain J Baker, thought it was Barker, but apparently it's Baker. Fox News lists him as Baker. Um, he, this guy at the press conference to announce what was going on yesterday, said. Uh, yesterday, Tuesday, he's referring to Tuesday. Yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. A really bad day? I mean, I've had bad days. I didn't shoot up massage parlors and kill eight people. A really bad day. Anyways, besides being an apologist for this guy, um, Keith Oberman made a post on twitter where it's um it's revealed that this captain j barker is an anti-asian racist himself um he apparently uh, he had fucking t-shirts made that i don't know whether he was like selling on the side or giving away his gifts at a fucking clan rally picnic or something but they had a um uh, a parody of the Corona beer logo that read Coronavirus 19 imported virus from China, C-H-Y-N-A, which I guess is uh, a joke about the way uh, Trump pronounced it at that one press conference. So this guy is, uh, of course, he's sympathetic. To a fucking incel whack job with a gun who is roaming Atlanta, killing, kill, kill six Asian women. They gotta fire this motherfucker. Like, I mean, if this guy still has a job by the time, by, by you know, by by lunchtime Thursday, um. Uh, anyways. It is, it, it goes without saying that there are two justice systems in America at this point. It really does go without saying. And the way that, the way that police deal with, uh, white terrorists, young white males with guns, often Christian, Who shoot up black churches, who shoot up, uh, who shoot up federal buildings, who shoot at, uh, crowds at concerts in Las Vegas, who, um, increasingly over the last year have been terrorizing Asian people. Uh, it, it, It's, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Here's what I'm going to say. If you've ever called the coronavirus the China virus, fuck off. If you blame random Chinese people or random Asian people because you don't, you can't discern Asians from Japanese, from Laotians, from Vietnamese, from Koreans, and you don't care, they're all the same to you, fuck off. If you don't think that there are two systems of justice in the United States, two streams of justice based on race, that guys who that young white males who shoot up churches and get arrested peacefully and taken on trips to Wendy's for a hamburger on their way to jail, as opposed to as opposed to cops serving no knock warrants and putting dozens of rounds into a home, killing an innocent woman who has nothing to do with the suspect they're looking for, it's her ex-boyfriend, they're not together, he's not there, they just shoot up the place because he's black and they assume he's going to be dangerous, not even the guy there, the right guy, then fuck off. There are certain realities that... America and Canada as well has to face and and if we don't then nothing changes, nothing gets better. there is no equality. Some people don't want equality. Some people don't want equality. Some people and this is this is this is terrorism. Keep blacks and browns and Asians keep everybody in fear, so that they don't get too uppity, they don't take the place, or try to assert power in social situations and political situations. This is unscripted, I'm just going off the top of my head, I have happy things to talk about, but I had to get this out of the way. Um... We, the people, the community have to start raising kids better so that uh, gun violence isn't the answer. And I'm not talking about gangs. I'm talking about these fucking individuals like this kid who expect something and look down on others and... Their answer to frustration or to any imagined slight is, uh, is to go postal, is to go, is to go to the gun. There was a kid who was convicted the other day, uh, for leading a group, uh, a video, a a Facebook group or a Reddit group. I'm not sure. Uh, They were, um, they were swatting people. They were swatting is the term given to these fucking clowns who call 911 and call in fake uh, drug calls or, or, or gun calls that will encourage the cops who are violent from the word go to send a fucking SWAT team, an emergency response team to invade a black church or to invade a person's home. Because maybe they didn't like maybe they didn't like something that a black guy said to them uh, playing call of duty and they they're able to track them down and send the cops there hopefully get people shot and killed that's happened in some of these incidents that guy got sentenced to I think it was like nine I want to say it was nine months I should look up that article it'll take too long. Anyways, there's another story here from this evening. Uh, uh, From CNN, man arrested outside Vice President Kamala Harris's official residence and had rifle and ammunition in car. Washington, D.C. police arrested a Texas man outside Vice President Kamala. Hiccup unfortunate timing uh, Kamala Harris's official residence at the u s Naval Observatory in the nation's capital on Wednesday and he's now facing weapons and ammunition charges. A spokesperson for Washington's Metropolitan Police said officers responded at approximately twelve twelve p m to the thirty four hundred block of Massachusetts Avenue Northwest in reference to a suspicious person based on an intelligence bulletin that originated from Texas. A person was detained by U.S. Secret Service. Uh, Law enforcement contacted the man after a region-wide intelligence bulletin had been issued for the suspect. 31-year-old Paul Murray of San Antonio was arrested and charged. And a rifle and ammunition were discovered in his vehicle. The police report obtained by CNN shows officers allege Murray was in possession of an AR-15 Haha, fucking you can get them easier than fuck vending machines with these things. I'd swear to God, Uh, AR-15 semi-automatic rifle, 113 rounds of unregistered ammunition and five 30 round magazines. So if those magazines were full, that's 150 rounds plus 113. So he had 263 rounds what uh, what was he hunting besides the vice president what was he hunting? what's the justification for having a semi-automatic rifle in that many rounds unregistered ammunition according to police he's been charged with several counts carrying a dangerous weapon carrying a rifle or shotgun outside of a business possession of unregistered ammunition and possession of a large capacity ammunition 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 the <laughs> Can we start calling the United States the ammunition, uh, ammunition feeding device? So um, yeah, so this guy came from Texas, presumably, to uh, to put two hundred and sixty three rounds in the vice president. What is th- this? What is? Th- <laughs> What is it in the minds of these men that make them think that these are things they can do and get away with? What makes them think that these are things that they should do, whether they get away with them or not? This is America, kids. And to a lesser extent, I shouldn't say a lesser extent, but to almost the same extent, Canada. We, we've had people turn up at 24 sussex the the prime minister's official residence loaded for bear so when does it stop i want to shout out um he might never hear this i want to shout out uh cory uh, what the hell's the guy's name i want to i want to i want to get his name right here so that uh the comedian uh cory forrester cory forrester he's on twitter cory r forrester he um for a long time he was doing he's he's a comic he does uh he does a character the buttercream dream and he does like you know he's got an old wwe european title over his shoulder and he cuts wrestling promos on people that's you know, it's, it's uh, blunt force trauma political commentary sometimes. And um, he's been posting videos, rants outside of the care without the character. Just straight up rants, minute, two minute long things. And uh, I got to thank him. Because here's the deal. I can rant and rave all I want about this kind of stuff and right and wrong and equality and morality and fighting homophobia and fighting racism and fighting religious prejudice. And, um, and it's not that it's falling on deaf ears, but if you're listening to me, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're subscribed to this podcast, if you're subscribed to my Patreon, if you follow me on Twitter, I don't expect, and I'm sure there are some, but I don't expect that you are hate following me. I don't expect that you are listening to me episode after episode because you think I'm full of shit and you just like to yell back at me. I expect that most of you agree with most of what I'm saying. I'm sure there are times I say something. And you think, well, what is Kingdom On about? But, so that's, in a way, preaching to the choir. Maybe there are little things that I change your mind about. Maybe there are things that you never thought about that I open your eyes to. Maybe there are things that me, ranting like this, open my eyes to. Or just looking for information to talk to you about opens my eyes to things. Maybe talking out loud like this lets me clarify my thoughts. Maybe, maybe I go to sleep at night and the thoughts go away and I have to clarify them again, but I think we're all basically playing on the same team here. It's, it's the people that would take a gun into a spa. It's the people. That would drop the N bomb on a, on a 17 year old when they have a a minor fender bender and it turns out that that guy used to be a cop. He's a retired cop. And now a city has to look over hundreds of cases involving policing minorities because this guy is obviously a prejudiced fuck who abused, probably abused his, 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 his Not just his white privilege, but his blue privilege. How's that for your blue lives matter? Bullshit. To the people in, you know, some backwoods little town who have never seen a black person except on TV or would, would give money to people who are cheating them because they think it'll get a wall built across their southern border. Uh, I need a Corey Forester. I need that white emissary, and I won't say white savior because fuck that. What is this radio flyer? <laughs> the white woman's gonna come in and you know, just fucking make everything okay for the black guy. Uh, that's not my experience. Um, but I need the white. I need the white emissary. Who will, um, tell other white people, "Hey, that's fucked up," and here's why, and maybe slowly we get through to them. And I need, I need a strong, uh, I need a strong school system, because racism, racism is born and prejudice is born out of uh, fear, and. Ignorance. And for the most part, the smarter you are, I hope and pray the less ignorant and fearful and racist you are. Though, of course, I mean, these go back to the three, the three ingredients that, that, that make up the Trump voter, right? Greed, stupidity, and, 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 and you know, hate. Some people just want to hate. Some people need hate. I don't know. Anyways, here's what I'm saying. If you have white privilege, I want you to use it. Oh my God, I want you to use it. We talked about this during the protests last summer about getting in between the cops and black people because you're less likely to get the shit kicked out of you by the cops not a hundred percent it's not a guarantee you won't we saw that all last summer it's just less likely (laughs) but i mean the cops hate everybody who opposes them i mean as soon as you as soon as we start talking about defund the police anyways look let's not talk about the police Well, we're going to talk about the police again in a second, but if you have white privilege, use it. Use it for good. Use it for good. It's a thing that exists. You can decide how to use it. Use it to correct people when you're at a supermarket and you see them harassing a woman or a person of color that's just trying to do their minimum wage job there. White privilege exists. Use it when you see a cop stepping over the bounds. Don't walk away from a police incident. I, I don't think it's gawking anymore. I think standing there and watching is the best thing you can do. Ensure that the cops can't do shit in the shadows. Stand there and watch. Use your white privilege. For good. With great power comes great responsibility, Peter. Thanks, Uncle Ben. <laughs> Alright, that's my rant. Um, A couple of quick nerdly notes. Venom 2. Uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage will uh, debut now on September 17th instead of June 25th. Uh, and this comes in the wake of Universal moving... F9, so that's the last Fast and Furious movie, right? On to the Sony Marvel summer date from uh, Memorial Weekend. Okay, just reading from Deadline here. The Venom sequel will have the full suite of 3D IMAX and premier large format screens. Previously, Sony had The Man from Toronto on September 17th. Hiccup. That film is now to be determined for the time being. Also opening on September 17th is another sequel, Universal DreamWorks, The Boss Baby Family Business. Fart. Who cares? Oh my god. Oh, please don't let this be a lot of hiccups. Anyways, um, I, I'm interested in the Venom film. I watched the first Venom eventually uh, at home, and it was much better than I thought and Andy Serkis is directing the sequel. Yeah, Tom Hardy reprising his role as the spider anti-hero. Michelle Williams is back in addition to Woody Harrelson as villain Carnage. I'm about, I'm I'm down for that. Uh speaking of Marvel related movies, Will Black another headline from Deadline. Will Black Widow have exclusive movie theater run. It will be a quote last minute call Disney CEO Bob Chapek says. Um so You know, I mean, fuck's sake. Marvel's Black Widow has been delayed multiple times uh, due to the pandemic and is now set for May 7th. Disney has not yet indicated its plans for how it will release it. Speculation has grown that the film could be a premier access title on Disney+, Plus, which could limit its theatrical reach. Major theater chain Cinemark, for example, did not play Disney's uh, Raya and the Last Dragon this month because it was available for premier access for 30 bucks. 30 pigs for Disney Plus subscribers at the same time it hit theaters. Asked if Black Widow would stick to its release date, Chapek did not answer directly, instead emphasizing the need to embrace, quote, flexibility in every sense. Oof. The gl- uh, Here, I'm just I'm down into the article where they start philosophizing. <clears throat> the global picture was dimmed, dimmed, due to rising COVID infections and vaccine struggles in some territories. Hold on, I need fluid. Mm. Ah, fluid. Um, That has forced new delays for some big movies like Sony's Venom 2, which has shifted to the fall. Minions, The Rise of Guru, which left 2021 for the presumed viability of 2022. Yeah. And they're, re- they're reopening Disneyland on April thirtieth. Wow. Okay. Uh, comic book movies. One more. Warner Brothers, DC Films, and Churning, teaming on our man film <clears throat> with Gavin James and Neil Widener writing the script. Who the hell are they? Uh, The adaptation is penned by writing duo Gavin James and Neil Weidner This will mark the first time Chernin has developed a DC property Originally created by Ken Fitch And Bernard Bailey in 1940 And originally appearing in the Stargirl comics Stargirl Uh, The hero has had Three different incarnations With the one featuring chemist Rex Tyler The first time we meet the character Tyler would create uh, A new synthesis Miraclo, which <laughs> comic book names, which grants him super strength and endurance, but only for one hour. Rex's son Rick Tyler would later become the hero, ultimately becoming the most popular hour man as the years went on. Uh so what have these two clowns uh written? Doesn't seem to say uh okay. Oh, uh James and Widener are currently working on several projects, including the Hot Wheels movie for Warner Brothers and a sequel to San Andreas for New Line. Okay, but what have they done in the past? Let's, uh, let's get IMDb on the case here, and we will uh, we'll search for Neil Widener and hope that our internet actually fucking, come on, why is this taking so long? This search should not be taking this long. I am... I am annoyed. I'm very annoyed. Okay. Screw you, internet. Okay. Yeah, nah, nah, the internet's just screwing with me now. Sons of bitches, bumpuses. Yes, I did just make a Christmas story fucking reference. Anyways... Ah, that's it. Look, here's the deal on today. <laughs> this is an episode in two parts. That was me ranting. Next up, we're going to uh, look up Neil Widener yourself. Uh, my internet's uh, being uh, screwy with me. Um, t- I've done a bunch of podcasts this week. Saturday night, uh, Saturday night, I did a Um, I taped a podcast with Matthew Terry, um, where we, uh, it was me, Eric Kearney, and uh, Holden Albright. And we watched a UWA show from Ottawa from 17 years ago. That's coming up. Or is it online already? Oh, man, my brain. Uh, So that was Saturday night. And then I don't remember. Oh, and then Sunday... Sunday, I taped a couple of episodes with uh, Good Brother Morning. Monday, I did uh, post wrestling with John Pollock. Um, and then uh, to yesterday, Wednesday, I taped with uh, Justin Gilmet, who, by the way, uh, welcome Justin Gilmet aboard as a new Patreon subscriber. Uh we did an episode of his podcast, Gil Me Talks. Uh and um yeah. So I'm doing a lot of podcasts this week. <laughs> so today's the second half of today's episode is actually a swap cast. I didn't want to publish it uh Monday because it would have been ahead of uh Good Brother Morning publishing it. And that would have that, that that seemed that was, that, no, that's not good. So um, we're going to hit the break. And the break is just as long as the uh, record scratch. And uh, no, you know what? I'm going to throw in the, uh, I'm going to throw in the commercial. And, <laughs> and, uh, but after the break, um, it's uh, me and Rex Atkins and Eric Carney and Joe Dog Hallam from the, uh, Tuesday morning's edition of Good Brother Morning. Um, so I'm gonna leave you here. Let's get the uh, end of the show stuff out of the way. All my social media at my name is Kingdom. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Twitch, and Patreon. The all important Patreon. We Justin just joined. So should you. Two bucks a month, as little as two bucks a month, helps me keep the lights on here at Cassidy Kingdom. Helps me keep making. Podcasts for you, comic strips, uh, videos, all kinds of shit. Uh, we added a new tier this week. It is, uh, an exclusive t-shirt tier. It's a t-shirt that is not available anywhere else. Uh, $30 a month. You get, uh, everything I have to offer. Comics, podcasts, videos. You get the T-shirt, and you also get a fifteen-minute uh, one-on-one Zoom call with me every month. Uh, yeah, guaranteed call with me every month. Um, and uh, every three months, you'll get a you'll get an exclusive T-shirt. I'm I don't know that I'm ever going to uh, put this T-shirt for sale anywhere else. It might only be available through the Patreon. So not even at, you know, not even at comic book, uh, comic cons. I don't know. Um, so I'd jump on it now if I were you, <laughs> uh, and, uh, Monday on Twitch, Mondays at 8 PM on Twitch, uh, it, my new quiz show, my live quiz show, 10 questions, twice the replays are, uh, the replays last about a day on Twitch. And then they're exclusive to uh, Patreon. Um, so it's the only way you can watch them again. We're, we're two episodes deep. Third episode coming this Monday. We'll see how the leaderboard is shaping up. And we'll, uh, we'll start thinking about a uh, championship at the end of, I don't know, a 10-week, 13-week season. We'll see. Um, also, uh, uh, just as an aside, recommendation, if you're here in Canada... CBC on their GEM app, their GEM website, Uh, they have added a a British show called Wild Bill that stars Rob Lowe. I'm watching the second episode tonight. Um, Here's the description. Bill Hickson has uh, been America's top metropolitan police chief three years running, fleeing his painful past, and with his teenage daughter in tow, he settles in Boston, Lincolnshire, east lincolnshire so it's an american cop who takes a job in britain he's got a troubled daughter she seems nice though and he's solving crimes and he's really there one of the his main jobs there is to cut the cut the police force make it more efficient and, and cut jobs um but it's it's good it's kind of mean and sarcastic in places but uh I'm enjoying it enough to watch it. And it's what? Is it six episodes? Scrolls down. Six episodes. That's fine. So, yeah. Check it out if you can. Wild Bill with uh, with Rob Lowe. Uh, okay. That's it. Take care of one another. Find some good trouble to get into. Uh, coming up right after the record scratch is uh, me on Good Brother Morning. And, uh, hey, remember, your Uncle Kingdom loves you. Today's episode of the Handsome Genius Club radio show is brought to you by Patreon, specifically patreon.com slash is kingdom. Subscribe to my Patreon for as little as $2 a month to help me keep making this show and receive exclusive weekly podcasts, extra panels for my comic strips, an archive of my comic book work, classic podcast episodes, and more. Coming soon to Patreon will be exclusive classic television watch-along videos. Half review, half mystery science theater, all fun. That's patreon.com slash mynameiskingdom. Join my pop culture cult today.
1: Okay, it's Tuesday morning. I'm here with Easy Eric Kearney, Joe Dog Hallam. This is Rex the Boot Atkins. We're joined today by Anthony Kingdom James and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay, let's get right back uh, into it here. What did you do <laughs> for WWE or for Austin? Or I what?
0: didn't do it for WWE. It's a it's a licensed product, but uh, I I drew hold on, let me hold my place there. I I did illustrations for uh, what kind of light do you
2: have
1: shining on you? He's
0: got a nice ring. It's light. the light. It's the light from your eyes, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Just, 360 I'm just, facts. I'm constantly bathed in the glow of your, <laughs> your fucking stellar soul. I can see your
2: there. light fixture in your TV reflection in the back.
0: Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's that one over That's, that's in the, uh, it's in, it's over yeah. Otisburg. Okay. It so looks
2: f- like there's a fan attached to it. Is there, there a is. Fan, Yeah, ceiling fan? Oh, I can general. see the
0: reflection in your
1: TV. I could see it. I could see the fan going. <laughs> no, but seriously, hold on. You said it was not WWE. I looked at the cover no, right wait, there. WWE's logo is right on it.
0: Yeah, I think it's a licensed. <laughs> it's a licensed product. Oh,
1: okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So now, yeah.
0: I'm, hey, you want to? Con- you want me to confuse you a little? Yeah. You want to know who That's publishes? this book? Not very difficult, but yeah. Okay. You want to know who publishes this book? Okay. ECW Press. <laughs> 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 the Canadian company. I actually, I walked. I walked to their office to pick up my extra copies of this. Yeah, you had a whole box of them last night. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. I, I, pick, I picked up. Uh, I picked up sixteen extras. Uh, Holden Albright wanted a few, and uh, I'm, I'm sending a couple out to uh, a couple of my um, Patreon people, my Patreon supporters. And, uh, then I've got 10 that I'm putting on sale in my store. So if you want an autographed copy, uh, just go to, uh, go to rutgazer.com and click on shop because yep. I, fixed, I fixed my shop yesterday. What is huh. that exactly? What's the book? It is Austin 316, 316 facts and stories about Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Hey, today is Tuesday. This book comes out today because today is three sixteen. Wow! Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh hell yeah. yeah! This is they're, uh, cold. they're not fucking around. So yeah, so there's twelve. It's
2: it, Hold it's on, leave that by, right there. Leave that right there. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, Foley in
0: Austin as a tag chain. Yeah. dude, love. So um, it's written by a dude named Michael McEvaney who used to be, he's written for WWE and, uh, he's, he's also written for DC comics. And, uh, so he put this book together and it is literally 316 facts and stories about Steve Austin. And, oh. uh, and they needed an illustrator. They wanted to do some, uh, do, like a dozen illustrations. So, um, Greg Oliver Got a hold of me and said, You know, are you interested? And my first thought was, uh, was pure imposter syndrome. Who can I pass this off to? I'm not good <laughs> enough for this. And then I thought, Screw you, I'm doing it. So, uh, wow. So yeah. you drew that. Well, I okay now I work on top of photos. I worked on for most of these, I worked on top of photos. So it was, it's you know. It's for some. It's straight off the photo, and then I'll 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 fiddle with the background or you know whatever. Some of these are composites of photos where I put together two or three photos to create a scene. And uh, one my favorite of them, if I can find it now, um, is I was trying to find a way to do the scene a scene. Of Austin throwing the Intercontinental title uh, into the river on Raw, but um, if you've ever watched that back, the video of that is—it's exciting for what's going on, but visually it's lame as f because it's like it's dusk. It's in night. Yeah, it's almost nighttime. Yeah, it's nighttime. Yeah. So I. I decided to draw it from the belt's point of view. Right. <laughs> A Austin in the background. <laughs> yeah, Austin on the bridge. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. That's amazing. This one,
0: this one, I actually went to the trouble of finding out, uh, finding out where Raw was, what bridge they used. You looked up the bridge. Google Maps, image of the bridge, Google image search of the bridge, tried to, and and, and as I'm going through it at a certain point, like it's reasonably accurate, it's based on true facts, my version of it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then it was just like, just draw a belt going into water, man. <laughs> I'm marking out for this. This is amazing. Because like ECW cool. Press,
1: I know like we're just like joking around about it, but that as a teenager, when I went to Cole's or whatever or the bookstore, that was those are the wrestling books I remember seeing. It was by ECW yeah. Press. Was yeah. like the, I remember the Canadian uh like it basically a Canadian Indie wrestling book I read back then. I can't remember what it was called. I wish I knew now, but uh yeah. Probably I remember, one of Greg
0: Oliver's books. Yeah. Greg has done Greg has done a few uh a few of his hockey and his wrestling books through ECW press. I
1: remember it talked a lot about ECCW back then. uh, Okay. Which was like the big Canadian indie in the late nineties, early two thousands. But yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's sweet. That's way more than I thought you were showing up on a Tuesday. So That, that, uh,
0: that that is uh, literally, that is for sale today, Tuesday, March 16th. So um yeah, you can get them from me, I'll sign them. Or you can get them from Amazon or Kohl's. Is there still Coles? Uh, you're yeah. <laughs> too good. professional to be here. WH is, Smith. Yeah. Whatever, this remote. is
1: the most professional episode we've done. We've actually had a guy on who's like promoting something that's coming out today. Like
0: this is a real talk show now. <laughs> <laughs> well, why do you think I said can I swapcast it? Because I knew yeah. we were going to be talking about something good. <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, not sir. to uh not to ruin it, but like did they get that belt did they not
1: get the right, I've seen the ball yes it socks, it's not no, good.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> I honestly How many wanna... times a day does Joe Dog start a sentence with? <laughs> not to ruin it. <laughs> ask, uh,
3: ask my wife. I'll tell you. Ask my wife. Man. It's uh, dear. No, but she said that the...
1: to him afterwards. She
3: says, they, "Not uh... to ruin
1: it," but you were sweating a lot. It
3: was really... I need. I need to know. Do they get the belt out of the water? Like what happens in those when they do those type of segments? Because they've done it. Why
0: don't I just? hop in my fucking time machine.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he didn't put the wow. segment together with just Bruce hop in Pritchard my time machine and I'll go back I'll go back to New Hampshire 1990 uh, and I'll just start
3: did you brief him on the topic of the podcast, which is shit on Joe most of the time? Like That's exactly what
0: the other guys do. If I just tape a piece of paper over Joe's part of my computer screen, will that work?
3: Yeah, I think <laughs> so.
2: Also, Joe, it's a multi-billion dollar corporation. <laughs> You don't think that they can afford to just have one replica title be thrown no. into the fucking water? I
3: realize that, but, like, there's got to be some mark that jumped in the yeah. water with a metal metal detector to try to find it after that. A metal, a metal detector, detector in the water? Work underwater? <laughs> like, what? Okay, fine, a, ma- a magnet? I don't know what actually, to tell you. Like, there's got to be a way.
1: You saying this just actually made me realize that belt's still down there because no wrestling fan ever wouldn't they wouldn't be able to fish it out they wouldn't have the equipment to deep dive and go down and get it
3: (laughs) yeah so i mean like when they made the hardcore belt it was out of was it not made out of the one that saw michael smashed like with a hammer years ago first
2: of all (laughs) mr perfect smashed it it was the winged eagle title and mr perfect
0: smashed it you ignorant fuck (laughs) wow wow Joe, why don't you just put your head down on your desk and take a nap? Oh, <laughs>
3: here's a here's a red ball. Go, oh bounce. boy, oh <laughs> boy,
0: sleep. That's where I'm a Viking.
3: Where do you Ralph think I
0: got
2: the, motherfucker.
3: Smash the PWA titles with the hammer. It was totally stolen from Mr. Perfect doing. It. I, yes i realize that but i'm just saying like if they couldn't make it you know what i'm just gonna uh, you guys go ahead you know
1: how mis- people have body dysmorphia that's what eric's like in the mirror every time he looks in there <laughs> he just sees kurt henning like standing there all ripped like <laughs> <laughs> but every time I'm he has a basketball fat, but
2: it's just yeah it's henning you know, buddy.
1: Every time you're at the YMCA shooting hoops, you're like pretending <laughs> to do Mr. Perfect vignettes. Oh,
2: every single time. When I play pool, guaranteed. I'm
0: like, I <laughs> he gets, gets out of the shower. He throws a towel behind his back. He catches it. <laughs>
3: He's trying to do the the towel gimmick, but it
0: catches his love handles and shit. He's oh, like, son of oh, a yeah. bitch. Mm. All right. Yeah, let's make one of the four of us who's the most fit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's make fun of Eric
1: for being fat
0: out of everyone right. here.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do feel good when all of you are on the pod.
1: Joe's (laughs) trying to come back from last week when we called him a fucking whale. Yeah, I was an orca. <laughs>
2: oh. I called him Free Willy. You could never hit
1: a, hey, a Shamu
0: reference ever the whole time. <laughs> oh, should've... no, you didn't. Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, uh, trying to make some kind of a Hartford Whalers joke is probably that's too old a reference. <laughs> that's a deep cut, people. yeah. Nah, that's that's yeah. Really good, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hartford Whalers. somebody calls you a whale, you say, I'm Mark Howe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so deep. Nobody's getting that.
0: So deep. <laughs> so good. I that's what I'm here for. I'm here for 70s references and broad insults. You're we looking at that- doing
2: Oops. we were doing the podcast with Matthew Terry yesterday and he was watching fucking MASH
0: while we No, were- I only said that. I only said that. <laughs> okay, all
2: right. That was
0: a joke. All right. Though I I was setting up what I was going to watch Expecting that we were going to be done soon. <laughs> we never were. Later. Did you know, Eric, we're still doing the podcast with Matthew Terry. <laughs> <Carey. laughs> right now. <laughs> right now. We are doing, we're, doing, we're, we're, we're in a 72-hour marathon podcast about one Ottawa show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got Ooh. to see, uh, according to uh, Kingdom Rex, I got to see Hickster wrestle in his prime. It was Which, no, Terry. I
0: didn't say in his prime. Ter- Matthew said, "Matt oh. Terry said in his prime." Oh, it was Matt okay? All well, right. Matt Here, what year? What year was it? Two thousand and four. Uh, yeah, that,
1: if he had a prime,
0: that would be it. It was, he mi- was he early two thousands. He was he was fat. He was svelte. Yeah, he was he was trim but I, and. But I
2: caught the lockup where he didn't. Have his hand on the back of the head. He like had his fingers pointed out. <laughs> I was like, "This is his prime, eh? Okay, well, that's great."
1: You just start critiquing his like, wrestling <laughs> technique. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Eric's gonna borrow Joe Dog's time machine and go back and fucking Joe just bust into the middle of the match and. I correct his lockup yeah thing. if
1: there's anyone you can shit on like the hickster of all people <laughs> like why shit on the hickster he was such a good guy you know like, what he's one of the few people i've met in indie wrestling who really believed what he was <laughs> and he was like he yeah. really thought he was hulk hogan of ontario like he was he was the guy man he, he thought he for sure he was hulkster
0: <laughs> i'm trying not to insult dave rector right now why oh, I love Dave. Let's insult because the hot dog. Dave, man.
2: because because Dave
3: loves Hulk Hogan. He, he does, man. Uh. He has a does he not have one of his boots from WrestleMania? Oh he's got AD? his tights in a yeah. shadow
1: box. I've been to his house to yeah. pick up uh he sold me an Android box years ago and I went in his house and he showed me his collection. And he like Incredible. buys and sells. Yeah, he's got a great collection. But yeah, he is obsessed with Hulk Hogan.
3: It makes my I Bret know. Hart display look like, uh, I don't even know. Like, let look like, like the Godrich
1: version <laughs> of any collection.
3: Okay. There it is.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm just,
0: I'm not a Hulk Hogan fan. Uh, there's so, two
2: of us who are Hogan
0: not. or Hogan or the ultimate warrior. <laughs> it's like you, you're, you're naming, you're naming a citizenship award after the ultimate warrior. Wasn't that guy a right wing racist Crazy person. In, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and like the one good thing he did at the end there, he gave his hall of fame speech and he said, you should have an award for like the staff, the staff who are never on camera, who keep this promotion running the seamstresses and the truck drivers. <laughs> and, and being that and nice what, killed yeah, him. <laughs> what did they do? Yeah, what did they do? They they turned even that one singular good idea into a, a, a PR piece. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Well, then
2: then he wrote his own eulogy on Monday Night Raw the next
0: night. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's ridiculous.
0: But none of that to me is redemption for uh for his years of trying to establish himself as a um. Uh, as a right wing as a credible not a journalist but a commentator uh, trying to get his 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 foothold as a rush limbaugh or a, a you know a hannity and just doing it with homophobia and islamophobia and racism and uh and sexism he was just I, not good did As you there's
3: a there's you... a lot of stories of uh, guys too that like they said that kids little kids would wait all day to like backstage they'd have a pass to get an autograph from warrior and he'd just fucking no sell them walk yeah. right by them this is
1: joe's yeah. personal story
3: by the way <laughs> yeah it was me
0: yeah. i'm, at, a, I'm at wrestlemania
3: six like and i'm like can i have an autograph and he's you like see- get the-
0: you can see it in his eyes. Yeah. I have have I ever told you the about the one time I did meet the Ultimate Warrior? <laughs> no. no, No, I did not know that at all. It's not it's not a brilliant story or anything. It's a, it's a, but it's 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 typical. Um, there was a there was a point where he no showed some shows with uh, with WWF back then, and uh, somewhere in the mid '90s, I can't remember what year. Might have been '95. Ninety-five or ninety-six. He no no showed them, and they fired him, and blah blah blah. He was in San Diego. He was at San Diego Comic Con promoting his comic Warrior. And my friend Lee Motor and I were walking around, doing getting business done. He was in his regalia, and uh, I think we had stopped at uh, we had stopped at one of the, like a, a table in the food court. There was a little. There was a little food court section in the, uh, in the main hall back then. like I mean, I'm saying this is the mid-90s before, as the convention was really exploding into the nonsense it is today. And we get up to go, and coming towards us is an entourage, and he's, like, at the crest of it. <clears throat> and I, I'm like, holy shit. Hey, Ultimate Warrior. Hey, how are you? And he looks down at me, and he goes... <laughs> and keeps walking. Wow. And wow. And him walk by. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, like wow. Hey man. That's I just, respect it.
3: Yeah. yeah I mean, he's did, character. That's good. Did yeah. uh did he did he not did he not blow uh like a pay-per-view what like on on Monday night show he was like
0: you know, Hogan, you might... That, I was wondering where that sentence yeah, was going. Was, yeah, was it like, not Ultimate Warrior who blew
3: uh, that... Uh... <laughs> did he
0: not blow, did he not blow uh, school bus full... What?
3: what? <laughs> no. uh, Nitro, he said, this Sunday, Hulk Hogan, you, you might be beating me, but that doesn't mean we're done with this feud or whatever. And Hogan's like, shut up! Yeah. The match I, hasn't
2: happened yet! I don't think that's what he said. I think he said... Uh, Are you going to agree with anything i say i'm pretty i'm pretty sure Sure, sure. he said uh you you have beaten a lot of warriors but you've never beaten an ultimate one
1: this is slowly turning into a segment now that we do every show where jose is little by little every episode getting very upset (laughs) like it's building up (laughs) over weeks where he's finally just going to be like fuck
0: this and
3: it's going to be called the, the self destruction of Joe Dog, just like the DVD, <laughs> the Ultimate Warrior DVD. You gotta self destruction. You
0: got you, you, you gotta put a segment at the end, of, a fact checking segment at the end of each show called "What Was Joe Wrong About."
3: it doesn't matter what i say eric's like no well to be fair all
1: you talk about is veganism and ultimate warrior i have never
3: i have never brought it up everyone else always brings it up and then i'm just supposed to anyway
0: wait, joe you're a vegan a fat one here we
3: go i know (laughs)
0: i'm real i'm really surprised because he didn't tell me himself most vegans most vegans will hold you down and let you know, "Hey, hey, you know a uh, healthier lifestyle."
3: No, no, I, I never bring it up. Everybody always mentions it and then
0: Okay, well, no, I didn't know. Good
3: for normally you. Normally they normally they mention it when they get heart disease and they say, "Hey, what's that disease? What's that thing to save me again?" And then I go, "Oh, sorry, it's too late, but
2: It's now. Come on. You
3: listen, we've been eating red meat forever. It's fine." We've been doing a lot of things forever, Eric. That doesn't mean we shouldn't change.
0: Caveman Oh shit. Oh, you know, Eric, Eric, you're fucking up because I'm I'm going to agree with Joe about something. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm only glad. I'm only glad. <laughs> I'm only glad that Rex isn't here to witness
3: it. <laughs> he'll just, he'll just, he's going to take it out in post-production anyway. Don't worry. He'll
0: take it Rex, out. Rex, you missed Joe fucking up bad, dude. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to have to listen back.
3: You <laughs> missed it. Uh, Eric said, uh, you know, women weren't allowed to vote for years. Why should they be allowed to vote now? Okay. And, I, and I said, you know, we should change.
0: The the single best bit, the single best bit that the Man Show ever did was in their first season when they were they were on Santa Monica Pier uh, campaigning to end women's suffrage. Wow. <laughs> And people so many people were like, Absolutely here. I'll yes, sign your I petition, did. not realizing what, oh, wow. suffra- <laughs> what suffrage actually was. Well it sounds like suffering. Yeah, yeah. okay.
3: Yeah. That'd it's it's crazy. possible that Americans aren't super smart. I I, I, heard that, possible. I heard that I heard that W released this is true, they released a, a one third pound burger. To compete with the quarter pounder and their sales are so low because people thought a third was less than a quarter <laughs> <laughs> so their sales like tanked because people are like why would i want less me well, three, three, three is, is less than four
0: yeah it's valid reasoning it makes perfect sense to me yeah could, could you imagine
1: <laughs> trying to start now a show called the man show
0: yeah
2: Nowadays, everything they did they would Yeah. canceled yeah,
1: it's right up Joe Rogan's alley. I mean, it's <laughs> oh,
0: you and Joe Rogan. When are you and Joe Rogan gonna get married?
1: <laughs> I'm I agree. am yeah. not a Joe Rogan fan. I'm really not. I listen to his <laughs> podcast rarely. Like it's not even a. Uh... I do like, okay. Guy, but All right. you talk funny.
0: about, you talk about them a lot. Do He's I yeah. stand up? You do. You do. Would I bring this up? Would I have brought this up in a conversation with somebody else earlier today? If you didn't <laughs> didn't talk <about> As <laughs> if I sit you didn't here, I sit here in a camouflage
1: fucking hoodie with a fucking cat diesel power hat on. Like, I don't know why you
0: guys
2: yeah, say like Joe about, Rogan. Yeah. You're tell the us most about alpha the brain or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. On yeah, it. That's a great company. They have great supplements. Go to on <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah.
3: You got to get a ridge. You got to get a ridge
0: wallet. I I, uh, I, li- I like the uh, I like the Chris Jericho method of uh, of going in the group. Hey, listen, I want to continue talking to you about the time you saved babies from a fire. But first, Blue Chew, <laughs> yeah, yeah. is your dick soft? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh,
3: that's awesome. Just, like just, just,
0: just, just gonna insert that right into the middle. <laughs> All yeah, right, let's get back it? to the show. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You
3: know who doesn't love Joe Rogan? Uh, Carlos Pinciar. He does not like Joe Rogan at all
1: really dude are you bringing up comedy drama from fucking 15 years ago i know but that's a good spot yo
3: <laughs> if people if like just the wrestling fans that watch this haven't seen that spot like that's a promo in itself like, he, like that'll teach you how to where rogan went on stage and told yeah.
1: stealing
2: jokes. yeah yeah he yeah. was like
3: that's that's my joke that's this guy's joke yeah yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. should check it out if you've never seen it yeah it's pretty good it but was anyways. the beginning
1: it was the beginning of the comeback of the comedy store because it was years later when they came back and they you know everything went up and yeah, it was all stemming from that first fucking blowout with him and Carlos Mencia, but
3: horribly uh, out of date.
2: <laughs> I I meant to ask you this when we were on Matthew
1: Terry's podcast because Comic Con came up.
3: You still are on his podcast, Matthew Terry. It's still right, happening. It. Yeah. Were you
1: going to ask him what Macho Man sounds like having sex? No, I wanted Ooh, to know if
2: yeah. he had plans to be.
0: The cream is the, rising uh... to the top.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth, Elizabeth, it! Elizabeth!
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's good. Like that, like that. Yeah, like Keep that. doing that. Keep doing that right there. Lower, <laughs> lower, lower. <laughs> sure
2: for the uh, people who can't see the video, your hand, you're doing the hand Ooh,
1: motion. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing this is? the whole time. He's getting a blowjob. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com/slash Good Brother Morning gotta, to you see you that. Hold up, you got to hold
2: up the little creamer. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, so what I was gonna ask you if you had plans on going to the Niagara Comic Con because I heard that it yeah. got canceled, or removed, or something.
0: Everybody asks me about conventions that like haven't contacted me. <laughs> okay, so they don't. No, my me. I um uh I have uh, in years ago I think I may have contacted Hamilton and Niagara and n- uh, never got a response. Pfft, nerds to them. I mean. Okay. Not that I wouldn't do a show in in Niagara or Hamilton. Absolutely. I mean, if they're good shows, I'll do a show. But um, I think for me, um, one of the things I'm probably going to do is concentrate on uh, Informa and their shows. Informa is the company that uh, owns Fan Expo. And uh, so Fan Expo Toronto and Toronto Comic-Con – um Fan Expo Boston, Fan Expo Dallas, Calgary Comic Expo, Edmonton Comic Expo, Fan Expo Vancouver, uh and they just this week purchased um uh Dallas uh Pop Culture Convention and have renamed it Fan Expo Denver and that's it's actually Denver is one of the largest conventions in the states and you know I've um uh, I've done a bunch of their show oh, and MegaCon Orlando. I should, I should mention, I've done a bunch of shows of theirs and I've always, uh, I've always been treated, uh, pretty damn well. And, um, in 2019, which was the last time there were conventions, mm-hmm. I started doing some, uh, hosting some panels for them. And we've talked about me doing more of that. So, you know, if Fan Expo happens this year in Toronto, I have every intention of being there. And uh, moving forward, you know, if they're doing 10, 11, 12 shows a year, uh, hopefully I'll be allowed to, I you know, I don't want to sound like, oh, I can do whatever I want with them. But hopefully I'll be allowed to cherry pick from them and do a bunch of their shows, and then branch out from there to, uh, to other groups. I've done some shows for, other, like, North Carolina Comic-Con and uh, Motor City Comic-Con, mm-hmm. and also some places that I've been treated really, really well. But with Informa, with Fan Expo, they have a number of conventions in some big cities, it must be
2: bigger than like fan expo
0: is bigger than comic-con is it not he's like no um it is it is uh it's actually comparable um san diego when as as a as a copyrighted thing as a trademark thing when you say comic-con that's san diego that's what most people think of Right. right san diego Uh, I think because of fire marshal limits, they top out at 130,000 people over four days. Uh, They take over the entire San Diego convention center, the San Diego convention center, the city of San Diego has actually renovated their convention center at least once, possibly twice to increase space to keep that show. That's how much of a moneymaker that show is. Mm. And, um, uh i know toronto and denver and new york their conventions are probably comparable in size and i do i do new york every year that it's running um but i yeah the two shows that i want to do every year no matter what are fan expo around labor day and um around canadian thanksgiving is uh, Columbus Day in the States, is uh, New York Comic-Con. Those are the two that I just, fuck, I've got to do those. And I just want to add more stuff and sell more fucking books. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love comic conventions. I
2: love... I've been to a couple. They're, they're, it's super cool, but like, yeah. like when I went to the Hamilton one when right. um, Demolition was there. Oh, and cool. And it just seemed... It seems so small compared to what I hear about
1: in the U.S. See, yeah. I thought the opposite of the one in Niagara. I thought that was pretty big. It was huge. Well, it,
2: it, the the, the um, Scotia Bank Center is a huge room. It it was pretty big. And the talent really,
1: they brought in, like it was it was legit. Like they had all the you know the Walking Dead people, these people, you know, all these big celebrities yeah. from yeah. different shows, and it seemed like a pretty big deal.
2: The Hamilton one just seemed really small compared to what I'm I'm used to. Yeah, I
0: don't mean, I don't, I don't know what matters. the I don't know what the attendance is for either Hamilton or, or, uh, or Niagara. I know that Toronto uh, has had years of 120, 125,000 over their four days. Wow. And I know New York City, New York, uh, New York Comic Con has been in a weird uh, place the last few years because what they, um, have any of you ever seen the Javits Convention Center in New York? No, no. No, okay it's kind of like toronto in that it's two buildings a north and a south right and um so for the past decade whatever what they've done is they've taken the entire north building in new york and made that artist alley and that building was basically a a big airport hangar it's you know like a one of those big rounded roof gimmicks it's it's just a huge, huge building, but it's one floor and and it's, you know, it's, it's great for trade shows and stuff. They tore it down. (laughs) They tore it down to replace it with a five story building that will like more than quintuple the floor space. Um, So it's like a million square feet of floor space. Uh, And they did this all just for conventions, just for conventions. And So, but what happened is all those thousands and thousands of people that would have been uh, jammed into the, the North building for several hundred artists, they're now all in the South building. Everything that was in the North building had to get crowbarred into the South building for like four years while they've been building this new building. So for the last few years, you know, every time you if you're in New York for the convention, every time you walk into the building, there's the big construction fence up as they're putting up this brand new, huge five story glass building. And all you're thinking is, you know, in a few seconds, I'm going to be jammed in like a sardine trying to get to where I'm going. I want that building to be done so bad. <laughs> and now, uh, now having gone through a year of COVID, I have no idea what conventions are going to be like. Yeah, I have definitely. no yeah. idea. I crazy. Have, I have no idea if uh, if cities are going to start uh, limiting the number of people like uh, lowering attendance rates possible for you know buildings like that are are the lines to get in going to be slower cuz they're going to start doing temperature checks or something everybody like, in I, a mask probably well, are we, we eventually really, oh, i'm going to be wearing a mask and there's no fucking handshakes they probably no already handshakes.
3: wearing they wear masks because they cosplay, so they already have a mask on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> isn't the narrative
1: isn't the narrative that we're being told is that as long as you get your vaccine and you have your paperwork for that that you're good? Like I'm assuming there'll be some sort of
3: card or wristband oh, you get. Here comes anti-vaxxer wreck.
1: I'm not saying anti-vaxx. I'm just saying you will need that thing, right? Whatever that thing is to show, say well, hey, we're good. First of all, first of all you
0: kicking. you make yourself suspect as soon as you use the word Narrative <laughs> isn't the story we're being sold. Isn't, it, isn't the tripe okay. that okay. the puppeteers yeah. are giving us? That yep. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. Narrative. Yeah, maybe you're right. Narrative is that narrative is a trigger word. Maybe this I
3: was. Vaccine is supposed yeah. to do what I mean, I mean, it's supposed
0: to do. Allegedly, allegedly, this pro-
3: I'm
1: spoon-fed. <laughs> <laughs> as, you, as you sit in your camo sweater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Okay, maybe I yeah. gave a little bit away there.
3: But the point is, I'm saying, once we I'm get the vaccine, we're good. me for a minute. That's good. Once I get don't my... Worry, ho-
0: don't worry. You're still there. We'll get back Shit. to you, Joe. Mike, Mike. You'll say You'll say something dumb in 30 seconds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my car has a hot safety, so I'm saying I can get the hot vaccine thing, and I can come out, right? And we can... Uh, all is well, right? As long as you have no, that you proof. Don't wanna,
3: you don't want a hot vaccine. <laughs>
0: Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> you don't want a hot vaccine. I'm making out a, a T-shirt. Vaccine. You don't want yeah. a hot vaccine. To- <laughs> uh, that'll be just like Dynamite Kid fucking uh, shooting Davy Boy Smith up with milk. milk. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> I read that book too. <laughs>
0: was that an ECW
1: uh, press book?
3: No. I'll e- tell you, uh, what? What
1: was that an was ECW say- press book? I don't know. Dynamite, uh, whatever uh, I uh, it was might called. Have been, yeah. I read it when I, I, was, I was like 18. Uh, I'm
0: not sure. I'm not sure. But but here's the thing. The original question before we went off on the let's fuck with Rex tangent. Uh, <laughs> the narrative. Regardless of the narrative. Regardless of the narrative. <laughs> Rex the narrative Atkinson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you need another going nowhere gimmick. Oh. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> is
2: he... yeah. right. This is, what, this is, is me during kingdom. the kingdom. You gotta get rid of Joe Dog. This is me, no, this is me fuckers. during the Matthew
0: Terry podcast where I just got <laughs> up and walked got away. And away. Right. <laughs>
2: uh no. some of the best comments, too. Yeah.
0: So, but here, but but here's the thing. Regardless of whether or not we're all vaccinated, say we're all vaccinated tomorrow. Do you think people's behavior is going to return? Do you think everyone's behavior is going to return to what it was? I do. I do because I I think
1: they're stupid enough to believe that a a magic vaccine is going to fix the world. And they're going to say, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, saying, I think the people are silly enough to think that, oh, well, this protects us. We're good now. Everything go back to normal. As soon as you use the term, go back to normal. Everyone's going to be like, oh, we're good now. Let's go shop. Let's go.
0: No, and, and 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 here boys I agree with Rex. I agree with Rex because yeah. the va- the vaccine the vaccine is going to uh going to help alleviate some of what's going on. But you also have the problem. Here's here's the problem I have with states like Texas and Mississippi who uh you know in recent weeks have eliminated their mask regulations. Yeah. You still have Well, until okay, those, hold on, hold on. Whole, before you
1: go on, hold on before you can't chew tobacco with a mask on. It's just too difficult. You got to spit all the time. It's very difficult. Mississippi, you Texas. To
0: spit it. Yeah. Deflating. Uh, <laughs> the problem is until all those people are vaccinated, you still have people and now you're encouraging people to make contact with one another. So all you're doing is increasing the chance that you create a new variant. All those tra- All the transmissions that are happening now Come with the possibility of creation of a variant, right? Mm. And that's something that now you have to worry about whether the vaccine you're getting will will fight that if that variant affects. Eric, stop smiling. What are you thinking?
2: (laughs) He's just really high. Fear mongering son of a bitch. (laughs) Am I a fear mongering son of a bitch? It's
0: It's not gonna. This isn't this isn't fear mongering. This is hey, would you mind smartening the fuck up for a yeah. few weeks?
3: I see what you're saying because because like like Rex was saying, people they need any excuse to be like, all right, perfect, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. Like the yeah. Texas the Texas Rangers have already announced that their home opener will be a full stadium. That's said, bullshit. Yeah. That's absolutely they
0: WrestleMania. They're talking about allowing forty five thousand people per night right that's that's insane and
3: it's so people
0: and it's selfish
3: Texas, they'll take any excuse. They'll take any excuse. Texas doesn't give like, a fuck, dude. Sweet, yeah, let's go party. Or it's the and, whole and,
1: reason the comedy scene is moving to Texas. is because nobody there. Nobody, nobody gives, gives a, a fuck. fuck. Well, they can great. run full, full, uh, you know, mass shows with no issues.
0: Yeah, but but hey, listen. If 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 you take a look at what New Zealand did, where they shut themselves the fuck down, and yeah. after after a couple of months, mm-hmm. after a few months, like last year. They were able to go back to normal. Like, I mean, while we were still stuck in our hovels, they were having uh, like rugby matches or Australian football, whatever they were having with full stadiums. Well, at the same time, though, they're an island. They were able to make the short term sacrifice for the long term gain. And nobody here sold like an investment. Yeah, so few people here are willing to make the, the short-term sacrifice. Fuck you. Why should I wear a mask? I'd rather, I'd rather cough at you and swear at Chinese people in a supermarket <laughs> because I'm a piece of shit who yeah. wants what I want, and I want it right fucking now.
3: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And that's why Absolutely. we're in the predicament we're in in, in in the
3: United States and in Canada. It's like I I I don't know how many people who have said I don't even know anybody that has it. I'm like, well, I wow. don't know anybody that has that has fifty million dollars cash, but I I'm sure <laughs> there's somebody that does. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. You you're fucking you're idiot. also from Godrich. I yeah, mean it's, not We're a lot of safe. in and out
1: there. It's like, kind of Godrich only.
3: The, the yeah, is- don't don't come here. Don't come here. We are safe. We are safe also, here. We just don't just stay there, red zone. Fuck your red build, zones. I constantly they're building
0: see a safety they're building a safety yeah. wall around Godrich using uh empty K empty two four cases. I constantly see my
3: friends.
1: They got two fours of blue all over the place. (laughs) Separate. It's like sandbags. But glass wall you I can I, see it <laughs>
3: through the brown glass
0: it's a literal glass wall and there's,
3: yeah. and there's there's uh, bees and beer bugs all over it just just yeah. bees everywhere I know. And and they're, reinforcing,
0: they're reinforcing each bottle with cigarette butts <laughs>
3: <laughs> we're, we're a beautiful town we're a beautiful town yeah sure half
1: the fucking population is still drinking those cigarette butt bottles once in a while <laughs> <laughs> whatever bro enjoy your red zone
3: okay whatever you go whatever go ahead Red zone. Yeah. You mom, we're going I, to the oh, orange zone sorry. too. I'm
0: sorry. You're talking about, you're talking geographically. I thought, I thought you were talking about some kind of like, like White Claw or something. <laughs> oh, that hey, That's a good dude. What the, what the I got hell? fucked up on Red Zone Rex... last week. It was crazy. Yeah, it's like, what is Rex <laughs> drinking? Oh red, man. New, red Zone. Red Zone and oh, vodka? Kind of, red Zone and Vodka's nuts. The only thing they had left was this peach mango Red Zone. <laughs> 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 well, we're still getting fucked up by the bonfire tonight, boys. It tastes
3: like a red freezy but it gets you drunk
0: (laughs)
1: okay boys that's tuesday morning uh anthony where can everybody find you buddy
0: uh you can find me online uh for social media all my social media is at my name is kingdom instagram twitter youtube uh twitch and of course patreon because you know give me your fucking money. And uh, you can also (laughs) Also, find my website at uh, rutgazer.com or uh, handsomegeniusclub.com. If you're listening to this nonsense, then you know about my podcast, uh, handsomegeniusclub.com. Mondays and Thursdays for me, Fridays for um, uh, exclusive for my Patreon people
1: yeah and while you're at it spread some of that patreon love towards us because we got a whole two subscribers
0: so please (laughs) hey listen man i'm at six i've been at six for a while and they're uh they're friendly and loyal and we're trying to get the seventh (laughs) we're trying to we're trying to increase the membership of the pop culture cult i just treat your two patreon subscribers well hey and Wait. and and they will they will proselytize for you man they will hop online and when you post stuff, they'll tell other people and they'll badger their friends what you that's mean? a big
3: ass word proselytize I, ain't, I, don't know
0: what that, I don't know what that means joe joe when you have me on a podcast i give you fucking homework wow it's yeah. like a, yeah it's like a word of the day calendar and i'm gonna like a treat a it just like them. i
1: treated homework in high school and i'm not gonna look it up ever <laughs> Okay,
0: first of all Don't don't end the show by lying to people To say that you went to high school I have a diploma You guys know this I've used this a bit many times on a podcast You went, to, you went through high school The way Johnny Fever went through university In the back of a police car
1: Yeah, I went through high school The same way Sylvie Silver went through wrestling school uh, Don't do that Don't
0: do that, don't man. Do that. Oh man, oh so many things i want to say right now do you hear that clicking sound that's the fucking wheel of jokes (laughs) spinning in my head because you mentioned sylvie silver oh we oh geez
1: here we go folks that's today's episode thank you very much
2: let's get the show on the road